In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option. Coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions, I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, would you please hit and subscribe. If you want to send us a few quid, use Patreon or PayPal. Um, and it will be very welcome. We're perpetually banjaxed financially. So anything you can do for us. Keep the prayers coming, please, and the comments in the comments box, because that, of course, helps with the algorithm as well. Palm Sunday. Getting serious. Huh? Yeah, we're getting serious. Palm Sunday. I find Palm Sunday almost, I don't know, melancholy. But then I'm Irish and we're a depressed lot. It's the rain. I don't know. Yeah, they're all coming out to greet him and wave. And then we know it's coming, like, because we're going to have a reading from, we're going to have a reading of the Passion. So we know it's coming. Okay, we get one or two things straight, and I'm no scripture scholar, okay? I'm just, we throw out one or two commonplaces to you, just rehearse them with you, right? For a start, the colt, you know, the donkey, whatever, you know, the, that, that's, that's a self-conscious, deliberate, intentional act by Jesus. He is yet again, not for the first time, for the umpteenth time, speaking in a perfectly recognisable grammar and vocabulary without explicitly saying something. He is fulfilling the scriptures. He is telling them your hopes are not misplaced. I am the one. That's the first thing. The second thing is the crowd. People will often say, oh yeah, and they turned against him later. Could be a little more, bit more complicated than, ja- than that. Around that time, coming up to the Passover, Jerusalem would be as fat as a tick. The population would have, would have been unbearable within the city. Thousands upon thousands of country people would have crowded into the city. All the cultures up for the day, for the festival. They're probably the ones coming out to greet him and not the Jerusalem smoothies, the rootless cosmopolitans of Jerusalem. Okay? No, no. It's probably the people he'd been dealing with for ages. And... The whole countryside is full of talk about him, as indeed so is Jerusalem by then. Because like most capitals, Jerusalem was thriving on the, you know, the, what was coming into it from the provinces. There's a professor I had once, he used to, he talk about a certain ballot, which was re- recounting uh, an event in, in the 1798 rebellion in Ireland. It's the crappie boy. And he always said about it, there are two versions of it. Okay, there's a a very, very uh, sentimental um, mid-19th century version. And then there's one that's older and almost certainly authentic. And he always said it has the whistle of doomed youth about it. The crappie boy ends up being hanged. Croppy was a derisive term for a Catholic rebel. The whistle of doomed youth. And that's what I hear on Pam Sunday. It's like, you know those spaghetti westerns, they all, 
always made use of those those wind things, you know, the lonely lonely flute sounds and all the rest of it. It is a whistle of doomed youth. And these people who adore him, adore the ground he walks on, come in to welcome him, but unknowingly they are welcoming him into the clutches of those who are waiting for him. Who are a cuter lot in the Irish sense. They're they're a more cunning crowd. And they're waiting. And they mean to be rid of him. They mean to deal with him. Jesus was born into the most treacherous and Byzantine politics imaginable. If you were born with the reputation of being the one, the child, the one who was prophesied, under the reign of Herod, ha! Good luck with that. Herod is to execute two of his own sons. You think he's going to spare you? This was looking for him from the beginning. And from the beginning of his public ministry, it's been there. And indeed, he has courted it. I wouldn't say maybe so much courted it as, you know, put his fists up and gone looking for a fight. And now he is on their territory. He's out of the provinces and the piety of the provinces. And he's in the city. The holy city, to be sure, but with all that that implies. I remember coming home as a student from Rome when I was a young fella. And uh, a cousin of my father's, she was then quite, she was then fairly elderly, asked me something, well, you know, what sort of a place is Rome and what's it like and everything. And I mentioned the pickpockets and her face fell and her eyes widened with astonishment. Pickpockets? In Rome. It sounded like sacrilege. I began to remember what Martin Luther, when he came to the gate, the, I wasn't in the Piazza del Popolo, and he knelt down and thanked God for having brought himself to the holy city and proceeded to be scandalised out of his bones by what was going on in the city. Pickpockets in Rome. Here comes Jesus to the holy city. Up to Jerusalem. Up, up, always up. Up to Jerusalem. Which is, of course, both physical, geographical, and also figurative, spiritual. Up to Jerusalem. Up as David went dancing before the ark. And he, he is the one whose commandments were carried in the ark. He is it. They're waiting. They are waiting. It's now or never. And he's on their turf. Because Jerusalem, holy city though it is, is like any capital. And is full of the best and the worst. Good and evil are a play, are, are running amok in it. And so you have the temple the magnificent temple built by Herod, who was himself only just about Jewish. The worship going on in the temple. And then, as Jesus was to say, the fiddling going on in the temple and the dishonesty going on in the temple and, and all the rest of it. It's waiting for him. I want to say to you that Palm Sunday is a great time for me to salute the young Catholics who are starting to grow up in the church. It's lovely to see you and you're going to have rotten lives.
just wanted to tell you that. I wanted to share that with you. I wanted to... Well, you know, I feel I should encourage you. You know what I'm talking about, okay? I'm messing. I'm messing with you a bit, but eh, not completely. It's waiting for you. And you're beautiful people. I've met you at this, that and the other. I've given talks at meetings here, there, little meetings, good-sized meetings. You never get really big ones now at the church. Um, but that's fine. That's very fine, actually. And you are, oh, you are so wonderful. You are so great. But the world will hurt you. And it can smell it off you. It can smell the faith off you. It knows him and it knows you. From time to time the world, you know, some of the world will come out with palm leaves and greet you as the the bearer of good news. But just remember that that other side of the world is there. I'm not asking you to be ultra suspicious to the point of paranoia. I'm Even though paranoids live long, if rather unhappy lives, I'm just asking you to be wise. Be careful. Not too careful or you'll do nothing, but careful. And deepen the faith. Deepen your relationship with God. Talk, talk to Jesus as much as you can in whatever way. You don't have to use words. In whatever way. Spend time with him. Spend time with him in your mind. In whatever way. Because you, you're going to need him. You're going to need him with you. Because you're coming on. You're, it's, it's a case of welcome to my life. You join him, you share his life. You share, you share his life and you carry your cross with him. Palm Sunday is a beautiful time and it's shot through with menace. Give it, give, it, give it your due consideration and give renewed thought to your strategy for this crucial time ahead in the church in Ireland. God bless you. Happy Palm Sunday. I look forward to wishing you a happy Easter. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.